so much. Um, everybody, I am so honored uh, to have this person in, in, in our podcast today. Um, she has meant, she, I think she means more to me than she thinks she does. Um, uh, so we have Michelle Soro on our podcast today. Hi, hi Michelle, how are you? Welcome. I, I really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, here we uh, we kind of like so. What I, what what this is is more of like a conversation, right? More than than an interview is more like a conversation, and it's um, it's uh, you know it's it's around spirituality and spiritual awakening, and and I can feel your sometimes you can just feel your somebody's soul, right? Um, and uh, I, I, that's why I'm so honored. For you to come here but before we start all of that we take the ego out of the way right we, we start with just letting the ego out of the way and kind of like i'm um, talking about all your projects and what you're doing and how you're helping people and you know everything that you're doing ego wise right let's say without souls uh, uh not without soul but like um you know what you're actually doing in in this uh in this ego reality that we live in um and you're doing so much i was thinking of kind of like talking about it but I was like I just have to ask her because she's so much that you're you you do you do your life video mastery you do your um, I know you're doing that master class even today and people can everybody that's listening to this they can actually join it's still today right I, I imagine that they can um, join it. I think that's a free one that you're giving out um, and uh, so tell us a little bit about like what you're doing and yourself and um, if you can share with us sure well, I would actually probably have to say maybe our language in terms of how we say things is a little bit different, but um, everything I'm doing right now is absolutely non-ego driven. Um, I am very productive and I've built a pretty nice sized business fairly fast, but it's all because I actually woke up spiritually. I attended a Tony Robbins event in uh, December of 2017 called Date with Destiny. And I believe you're familiar with that program, right, Rob? Yep, yep. Yeah, so that program literally woke me up and I got into what I call inspired action. And so when my soul woke up to that I was here for so much more than hosting television, which was my big goal to just be a full-time host on, on a show that I was on and still on called Extra, where I host a weekly little segment for a shopping um, spree. Um, that's all I wanted was to become a full-time host on Extra uh, two and a half years ago when I went to date with Destiny. And about halfway through that program, I woke up to, that's not at all what my soul wants. That's what the ego wanted. My soul wanted to help people. And I wanted to make a difference. And I wanted my life to have meaning from the inside out. And so I started little by little. Looking back, it looks like a lot. And it has been pretty fast. But I always say that when you get into divine right action, the universe supports you tenfold. And so it looks like a rocket ship that took off, but all it was is that you opened yourself up to possibility because you took the action. So one of the ways that I started, because I didn't know how to be awake and in action, but I thought, well, what if I started a podcast? So I started a podcast that's now called Fire and Soul. Mm -hmm. And Fire and Soul for me means inspired action from an awakened soul so that your results that you produce are aligned with your soul. So that was the first thing that I started. Then I started a mastermind, which has now been running for over two years, and you're a part of that mastermind, which of yeah. course is amazing. Yeah. And that, that mastermind has just grown by word of mouth organically, and uh, it's a phenomenal program. That's the foundation 
to all my other programs. So there's three others. Uh, one is Live Video Mastery that you mentioned, and that's because I married my expertise of TV shopping and 10 years and selling $220 million worth of product on TV with my passion to help others. And it made sense because I know so many people that want to build up their online side business or maybe turn it into a full-time side business like I have now, but they don't know where to start. So I took my um, years of TV shopping, developed a conversion blueprint, which is basically a sales framework of how to deliver a message verbally that's razor sharp and clear. So it takes your expertise and, and it will literally turn into a pitch that will convert viewers into your offer. And it's been wildly effective and popular. Then from there, I launched um, a high-end business mastermind called Fire and Soul. And that's a six-month mentorship that's invite only and only for graduates of Live Video Mastery. So no one ever sees me promote about that, but that's a big piece of my business. Um, it's a very small, intimate group. And then um, yes. the other thing that I just launched is the Podcast Accelerator. And that is a program where we take you from, because I love my podcast and it's been such a game changer in my life and business, we take you from concept of I don't even know what my podcast would be about to actually launching the first episode of your very own show in six weeks. So we're wrapping up that program right now for the first time. And we have uh, 38 people that are gonna be launching their podcast on the same day. That's and that's awesome. coming up um, on April 21st. So those are the programs that I run, but they really come from, from an awakened soul. And so it doesn't feel ego-driven at all. But at the end of the day, yes, there's money to be made, but I have found that the more impact you make, especially if you're in it to be an, as an entrepreneur with a spiritual core, um, you will make money um, if you are you know, uh, taking massive, consistent action. I love that. Yeah, massive, persistent action. And that's... Um so I, I, I can see that a lot of the people that are in podcast accelerator, uh, some of them are, are in the mastermind as well. And it's, it's, um, it's, uh, it's exciting seeing how they get their posts. They start posting kind of like teasers and pictures with, with everything, which is that it's, it's exciting to see them do that. I, um, I was actually, I actually wanted to share with you because I think I, that you'll, you'll, um, you'll, you'll get a kick of this, um, out of this. I, uh, what I, I, I'm, I'm this this whole podcast right and the podcast and the program clear this mechanism everything is happening um, it's, it's I always say it's, it's kind of like happening through me not necessarily like I'm not it's it, I'm not making it's just a, I'm, I'm making sure that the ego society and, and, and coming from that place of you know um, like you said awakened soul is perfect how you say it uh, but so my I, I when I say ego you know I kind of like define it like um like how i don't know if you familiar with Eckhart Tolle or like um you know like he like he kind of like talks about it in the new earth or the power of now with it which is like you know our thoughts are the 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 mind the the, the ego that we create in our minds since we're you know little kids are our thoughts and our, our emotions our feelings all that type of stuff um and so but inside then the calling of, of this program is like the calling inside so it was kind of like uh, the, the, those thoughts and everything put a, a little stop on the podcast because I'm actually surrendering to this. Like I, I, I would never think of doing this, right? It's funny because I think, uh, you know, I see people trying to, um, they want to do a podcast. I was like, I, my ego didn't want to do it. I, I, my, my calling, like my soul does, right? Um, but in a conversation with the, with the mastermind, which I encourage every, any, everybody to um, look into because it's, it's been life-changing, that mastermind 
it really has been life-changing um, but in a conversation with somebody there it, it kind of like had that spark again uh, brought it back in me so I, I you know I, I, I reached out to a couple of people and I actually thought about because I had a and I'm actually using both of them I had like this microphone which I, I, I was using before and I was like I'm gonna go all in and then I got this one and it was it wasn't supposed to arrive and I, I look at it as a synchronicity right because it's it was supposed to be here on the from the 10th to the 17th and there was a warning that because of all this coronavirus stuff, it wasn't going to get here. And it got here today, this morning. Well, so, I, so I was like, this is kind of like, it's meant to be, right? Um, and how, uh, many episodes, how many episodes have you put out on this podcast? This is the fifth one. Okay, uh, awesome. Wow, so it's brand new. Yeah, it is. It is. And it's, um, you, you know two of the people. Two of the other people are, are in the mastermind as well. Um, I had Catherine, Catherine Ann Wilson, right? And uh, Francine, Francine Favre, yeah. right? Um, I love them both. Amazing, amazing people, amazing people. Yeah. Um, so, but on the, you know, you, you, you mentioned your, your programs. Today you're going to have a master class on live uh, video, right? Yeah. It's going to be a free one on live video. Just so I encourage everybody to look into that because um, you one thing that I, I didn't hear you mention was the Facebook Live uh, Challenge, right? That page. Well, because that is a free community, which is definitely another project um, because it's growing pretty fast. Um, there's like I think three thirty, almost thirty-two hundred people in the Facebook Live Challenge group, and what that is is I wanted to create a safe, closed place where it's private, only the members can see what's going on in there because it's designed for everyone to practice going live and doing Facebook live video, which is a feature available to any Facebook member. But in the four and a half billion estimated people on Facebook, there's less than 1% of 1% utilizing that feature. And it is a game changer for getting your message out because Facebook algorithms pushes it up by five times in terms of in the feed to actually get your content seen. That's actually how I built my business. Um, I never spent a dollar on ads or marketing. I've, I've just grown it organically. But I look at the growth that's been so fast. I'm, I'm of the opinion that the growth happened because I, I, promi I primarily promoted everything that I was doing on Facebook Live video. So the group is an opportunity for people to learn live video and then yes, once they kind of get to know me or get a sense of, wow, I like this or I could do more with this and develop this expertise into something, then they typically, uh, some of them, will come into my other programs. So it's a, it's a feeder, if you will, to my other programs, but it's also you know, an altruistic, altruistic place for them to just practice getting comfortable because they're not expected to come into any of my paid programs. But what I do to keep the group engaged is I offer up challenges from time to time with a lot of um, really nice cash prizes or high value prizes. For example, the last uh, top contributor uh, got access to my mastermind program, which or excuse me, the podcast program, which is almost a thousand dollar value, but she earned oh, okay. it. And so she is now in that program and producing a podcast. But yes, today at 4 p.m. Pacific, um, and I don't know when this is gonna air or if this is gonna go right out to Facebook. So on April 9th, um, I'm doing a one-hour masterclass on uh, live video sales 101 and so I offer those masterclasses from time to time just to let people know there's more to live video than meets the eye you know there's this is a way to convert your viewers into potential customers 
whether that be a free masterclass or a workshop or a mastermind or having them hear about your podcast. We need to learn how to get into the message and get out succinctly, get really clear about getting to our point fast and then have a strong, clean call to action. So I teach all of that in my live video masterclass as well as my um, sort of infrequent free masterclasses. Nice. Nice. And that's actually, I'm thinking, that's actually how I got into the mastermind. If it was first with Facebook Live Challenge, Mikhail, Mikhail, I was in another mastermind when Mikhail uh, introduced me to Facebook. He was like, you know, she, uh, she uh, invited me to join Facebook Live Challenge. I love her. Yeah, she's amazing. And she's been through Live Video Mastery, by the way. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, one of the biggest raving, well, everyone loves the program, but she was a raving fan of that program, and I absolutely love her, and then that actually launched her into designing Mastermind. So I was there with her, pushing her out of the sort of, you know, nest, if you will, of like, okay, it's time, you're ready, now go and open up a Mastermind in France, online, and so she's doing it, and that's how you met her, and then that's how you met me, it's a beautiful thing, but that wouldn't have happened if she wouldn't have known how to pitch her mastermind in a way that was effective that would convert her viewers into clients. Yeah, well, I, I you know what? I didn't know that and that's uh, it's even more exciting because I remember when she was starting it, I was helping her with uh, with the site, with the website and um, and uh, and a couple of other things, but it was exciting how she was gonna, oh, because I went through KBB too. So um, I did KBB okay, yeah. workshop, so, you know, and, um, and I went through, I actually did it <laughs> like twice. I actually went through the program twice um, I know so many people that haven't, they bought it and, um, but, and, but I was helping her with that. It's, uh, so it's, it's funny and it was exciting to see how she launched that. She launched that website, the yes. podcast, everything, right? Going a little deeper and, 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 kind of like the soul place, um, there's so much that, that you are you do for is not and just realizing up right now we're just having a conversation it's, it's been 15 minutes into it and there's you already like you've already touched the lives of like not only me but like four or five people that we've talked about here um in like 15 minutes so um like i know that you said it was it was your calling and with date with destiny how how has that journey been like i, I guess soul wise i'm talking about like uh not necessarily from you know the. I, I don't want to say not re, not real. I don't want to say. Um, From like, the inside. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I totally get what you're trying to say. Um, I went to many many Tony Robbins programs. He's one of my mentors. Um, and there was another program called Business Mastery. Mm -hmm. It's his signature business event. He only offers it once a year in the states. And. It was there that I was sitting amongst people who, whether they earned a hundred grand a year or a hundred million dollars a year, I felt very intimidated and out of place because I had just started my online business and I had made approximately, I think it was $33,000 at that point. And I was literally on the left of me was someone who was a multiple six figure earner and on the right it was someone who was doing $500 million a year. Mm. And so I felt wildly intimidated. And, and I remember like day three, I called my mom, it's like a week long event, and I called my mom and I said, I was crying. And I said, I come too soon. I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm not a businesswoman. I don't know how to do this. I just wanted to help people. 
you know? So that was like the soul speaking, but the eagle got in the way and said, you can't do this. You can't actually turn us into something. This is just a side thing, right? But my soul was like wanting more and wanting to help more, but also wanting to make a bigger impact. And so then I heard Tony say something and he said, let's be clear. I don't care if you're making $100,000 a year or $100 million a year. All business growth is a spiritual job. Mm-hmm. And I never forgot it. I remember where I was sitting. I remember what I was wearing. And I sat up and I was like, oh, okay. I can hear that. So, and then he went on to explain it. And the way that he explained it, I don't remember his exact words, but to answer your question, in my two-year journey, because it's still really new, um, I have had to come back to what do I really want? What really matters? You know, what am I truly made for? And I have had to come back to my soul many, many times. Because as my business has grown and I'm reaching more people and my community is increasing, I have had, like about every six months, I go to massive overwhelm. And I think I can't do it, it's too hard. I'm not cut out for this. I just, I wanna keep it really small. But yet, it's being, it's expanding. So I have to just allow myself to surrender to that and I just keep coming back to the spiritual job, but what do I need to do right now? And it's like, just focus on this moment, doing the best I can, being as present as I can, and taking care of the people right in front of me, and letting go of all the rest. And the other part that really helped me in this time was I struggled before Date with Destiny. So that was two, two years and four months ago now. Um, that first Date with Destiny that I attended, I struggled with whether or not I was really liked in life, I knew I was loved by a few people, right? My parents, my sister, and a couple of key friends, but I didn't really feel liked. And I didn't know what that was all about, but it was a massive pain for me my whole life. Well, now I'm in a business where I'm growing communities, thousands of people. And so I was convinced the first full year of my business that nobody really liked me, but they were just a part of my programs to be a part of a community that nobody else was creating. Right, so I had created a community that I needed. There was a lot of Tony people, and now it's grown so be, so beyond that. But I didn't really feel like anyone really liked me, and so I would go to bed at night and just cry because I didn't think that people liked me. Well, it wasn't true, but I didn't know how to receive the love. And so as I went back to spiritual work, right, which is at the core foundation of all business growth and all relationship growth, mm-hmm. I had to love myself. And so turning into a leader and coming to terms with that, I became a conscious leader. And that was when I realized it's not even about me, but if I don't love myself and put an oxygen mask on myself first, then I can't grow anything. And I think deep down, that's the spiritual growth that Tony Robbins was talking about at Business Mastery. So now I have my tools and resources in place, my morning routines, my meditation practice, my breathwork practice, my journaling practice, my gratitude practice, which is my religion, um, reaching out to people that I care about, that I know need to hear from me on a regular basis, how are you? Not just how are you, but how are you on the inside, right? Because as I've grown in my business, I've, I've attracted more and more people in my life that are also high performers, but they're deeply spiritual. And so when you are high performing, you oftentimes feel very alone in it, especially in the online entrepreneurial space, and so if at the core you're spiritual and conscious, then you, you really want to be connected to others that can remind you when you forget that you're loved and worthy and are enough exactly as you are, and you have to remind others. 
And there's nothing like being a conscious leader with large communities, which I do have, and I'm very grateful for. But when you're reminding people all the time that they are worthy, that they are capable, that they are loved and that they matter, you start to condition your subconscious that that is true for you. And then when you're in that world of leadership, it's such a beautiful thing that I never expected to happen, which is I believe it. And so now I can receive it, I live it, but it's been a journey and it was a really painful one for that first year, um, but I'm not there anymore. I've completely gone through that growing pain, but that spiritual work of needing to love myself so that I wouldn't like ruin or sabotage subconsciously what I was developing, um, that was a key turning point in my business. And nothing many more. Every new level, there's a new, there's a new devil, right? Yeah. They say, and I don't think of it as devil, but it's like ego that wants to come in and say, you can't keep growing. You can't build it beyond where it is. Who do you think you are? And you just have to keep coming back to what can I do right now? And how can I love myself even more right now and take care of this moment? I, I love that. Yeah. Um, just uh, that present moment, right? Like being in the present moment and just it's a it's an ongoing it's, it's, it's a never ending process, right? And if the, the thing is, like if you don't. I always say if you don't, if, if, if it's not done consistently, then there's going to be a present moment that you're not, you, you let it, you kind of like let it slide and that ego just creeps back in and get, just gets right in there. Right. Um, and, and so it's, it's something that has, uh, has to be practiced consistent, right? Like consistently. And, um, and, uh, I love how, how, um, how that's one of the things that you have, you you keep present, right? Um, uh, every time, uh, you know, every time, and I, I also know when I was first starting into the mastermind, and I have a, a one of the other interviews that we did was with a customer. Of mine. He's he's been awake for uh, for you know a lot longer than I have, um, and but he does he works a lot with plant medicines too, and, and uh, ayahuasca, and and he actually took his brother and they had an amazing experience in one of the, one of the times, I mean, he's done it like, he's drank it like three times and it's, you know, it's, it's not easy, he, like he says, it's not easy, I've never done it. I've never actually, like all my experiences have been through, um, through meditation, I can, I, I can say through meditation and breath work mostly. Um, but tell us a little bit about that because I remember when I was first starting, I was, I first got into the mastermind and I had all, like I had been going through my awakening process and I, I didn't, honestly, I didn't, I didn't think I was going to enter the mastermind. I saw it on Facebook live challenge, but I didn't really, uh, because I, at that point I was still, um, I was still in that being process, right? That I didn't know how to do and be at the same time that you were talking about earlier. And I just, it didn't, it didn't, uh, it didn't resonate with me at the time. Like, you know, go out and make something happen or do something or whatever. And I don't know why, like something had me go into it and I know what it is now, right? But at, 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 the, at the moment I went in like at that last second, that first round that I did it, it, was, it happened the same thing in the second round too. Um, but when that, I think it was the first or second call, it was you just coming back from Rhythmia and, and uh, having drank ayahuasca and it was like a complete, completely spiritual thing and I was like oh my god I uh I like I had this all wrong but uh, uh share, share a little bit about your ayahuasca if, if you if it's something that you you would like to share um 
Yeah, in a nutshell, because it's such a, you know, I was at Rhythmia uh, Life Advancement Center in Costa Rica for a full week. So we journeyed four times, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday evening. So um, a lot of details on my podcast. I share every little detail of my journeys from all four nights. But yes, I remember coming back from Rhythmia, and they recommend, by the way, before you go, to clear your schedule completely for, if you can, two weeks. Okay from your return home, because there's what's called a reintegration process, because you're like really still out there. So we ended on Sunday in Costa Rica. I fly home Sunday night, and I led the mastermind the very next night. So I'm pretty sure I was still high, (laughs) you know what I mean? And by the way, and that was the most epic experience, but by the way, I personally have have no judgment on it, but I've just never done a drug a day in my life. I've tried a little bit of cannabis here and there, but I'd never tried a psychedelic or anything else ever in my life. And so for me to do this, it was pretty far out, but um, it was a special opportunity to go with, you know, Jack Canfield, who's been one of my mentors forever. And my mom wanted to go, and it was on her bucket list to go to this particular place. And I knew they were the gold standard, supposedly in the entire, you know, ayahuasca industry, which is now very, very, Big, right? It's grown so much in the last few years now that people are kind of out about doing it. And so anyway, my experience was uh, pretty incredible. Um, and in a nutshell, as I mentioned, it was an opportunity for me to see that despite whatever may happen in my life, in my business, in my relationships, in my health, no matter what, nothing can ever hurt my soul. The soul is eternal. It's infinite in its nature. And so no matter what happens, even in these COVID times, if I were to get COVID and die, I've already had that worst case conversation with myself, which is, but it doesn't hurt my soul. My soul, my soul still grows, it evolves, and it takes me to my highest yet to be version of myself, maybe in another human form. So when I got that, because see what Rhythmia fosters there when you're drinking the plant medicine is they're sort of intention is that you merge back with your soul because they believe somewhere between when we were zero and about five or six years old we split from our soul and and then we become conditioned to limiting beliefs and fears and constructs that maybe we saw you know growing up or that we started to hear you know amongst our friends and peer groups our communities etc And so we are no longer that unabashed, completely free and uninhibited, wild, beautiful, you know, untamed soul, which is now what we're all trying to get back to. And so see if some people over drink or over sex or overwork because they're trying to get to that completion that they felt when they were completely one with their soul. So Rhythmia teaches that. So what they say is that we find in the journeys is that you'll see the moment that you split. And so I was able to see it and it was actually in the moment that I was born and I was born and I had a feeling this was true about me before I ever went to Rhythmia because I'd been doing a lot of deep spiritual work for three decades. But to actually get to relive it was a whole nother level because I lived it. What it was is that I was born with um, super hyper uh, jaundice and so I was about to die. And so from the moment that I was born, I was as my mom says, yanked out of her womb and they almost broke my shoulder. And then I actually didn't even get to hold me. And I was immediately put into an incubator for three full days. And so, you know, uh, so makes me want to cry. Yeah. I never got to be held by my mom or to be loved by my mom. And now I'm in this glass 
you know, capsule with the look of sheer panic on my mom's face that I can see peering through the glass. And I'm this little baby one hour old infant that's like so full of fear. But also I interpreted that as somehow it caused the pain on my mother's face. Mm. So I got to see that I've lived my whole life with this deep seated belief that I cause pain. Wow. So no wonder I didn't experience anyone's love before I went to date with destiny. So I've been waking up more and more and more as my journey has unfolded. And I'm so grateful to be waking up, even though I'm clearly in my forties now, late forties now, but you get it when you get it. And so that experience showed me that I had done nothing wrong and that I was so loved that my mother was doing everything she could as well as all the doctors and nurses in that ICU to save my life. But I interpreted that as a baby who didn't know better that I had done something wrong and that I was unworthy of love. So it was a crazy thing that I got to see, oh my God, that's where I split from my soul. And so getting to see that and to heal that story because it was just something that happened. And then from that moment, I don't think I've ever actually gone back since I've been home from Rhythmia, which is in November of 2019, I haven't ever experienced not feeling loved ever again. And, and so that's been a beautiful healing on my soul. So, so the, the point of plant medicine is to take you back into, into places either in this life or maybe lifetimes before, karmically and ancestrally, where if there's any wounds that you picked up on from your parents, your grandparents, your ancestors, etc., um, or any wounds karmically that you were here to work out because you agreed to work out, let's just say. And, you know, again, this requires a mindset to be open to that. Doesn't mean it's right or real for everyone, which just happens to be what I believe. And so um, it's a way to heal any of those old wounds that you might not have been able to connect those dots, kind of trying to figure it out all through life. Why am I so driven? Why am I so ambitious? Why can't I make relationships work? Whatever it is for anyone, why can't I make money? Why can't I seem to you know, lose those 20 pounds? Whatever that story has been, that's been a theme for so many, so many people's lives, I believe that can be fundamentally uncovered now that I've experienced it, because I went in the most skeptical of all, but now that I've experienced that oneness, on a whole nother dimension and the infinite love that's always available to me once I am actually one with my soul and I live it from the inside out. Um, I believe that what Rhythmia is doing is really beautiful. And I, and I would highly recommend it to anyone who's intrigued. You can't just recommend ayahuasca to anyone that's not already sort of open to it because the medicine will call us. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been asked for two years to try it here, to try it there. And I'd always said, no way. And even when Jack Canfield asked me, I still was like, I said yes, but I told my mom right after this, no way. <laughs> I would never do what I lost yeah. And But then the medicine started to call me. I was starting to have various conversations with people so unexpectedly that like, not only had tried it, but we're going back that same week with Jack's group. I was like, okay, this is very interesting. And so I allowed myself to stay open and curious to the nudge. But unless that's there, I don't recommend it for anyone. I've got people that say, I haven't ever thought I'd do it, but I don't know. I just want to ask you, what do you recommend? I'm like, it's not for you right now. When you are genuinely intrigued and curious and open about it, you will know. And at that point, I'm happy to share. But for right now, it's not calling you. Right? Yeah. So that's, that was my, my take. And I am going to go back. My, we're all going back. Jack Canfield, a bunch of us, including my mom, we're all going back as a one-year anniversary in November. 
And I don't know if I'll ever go again past that. Who knows? I didn't even think I'd go back a second time. I didn't even think I'd go for the first time. But we're going back because I think I got some basics out of the way, but I'm ready to go deeper and to really know this place of absolute perfect love and oneness. I, I'm ready for that kind of a journey. That's that's amazing. That's amazing. I feel I feel the same way. I, I've never, you know, I um like you, I've never done any type of psychedelics or drugs apart. The only thing that I have done is cannabis. And it's not and it hasn't been like a like a you know, like a um, consistent thing, right? It's just been a couple of times. Uh, I mean it's when I was younger, when I was a lot younger, <laughs> right? When like was like in my teens, like my you know, 15, 16, I, I guess I, I, that's when I, I, um, I, uh, kind of like dabbled with it the, uh, most, but you know, I, 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 mine happened through meditation. I mean, everything that, that's that, you know, everything that has, and, and it was just like a, like a boom, like out of nowhere. Uh, so what you're saying, like when, when, when it's, when it's calling you and that, oneness or when that you know when that remembrance right it's calling you it's gonna happen it's gonna happen uh uh however it is right um but i haven't been i've, I've spoken with a lot of people that have done it but i, I don't, just don't feel that calling so i i appreciate you saying that because a lot of people just say yeah, you have to do it like you have to do it you have to do it and it, it i really don't feel like it is for everyone at that mo at that present moment not. right it is not it's a level of consciousness that's ready for it and I remember being so shocked that Jack Canfield was doing it. So he's, you know, obviously the co-author of Chicken Soup for the Soul and the Success Principles and pretty prolific in the personal development space, to say the least, a mm -hmm. genuine conscious leader. Yeah. And I had been following his work for three decades. And so when I had the honor to have him on my podcast, I was so blown away. But what shocked me even more is that I knew he had been a big meditator, just like you like for over 40 years, that was his gateway to oneness. And so I remember asking him on my podcast, what does ayahuasca give to you that meditation doesn't? And that's when he explained it, um, which was like, if I ever thought I experienced the oneness through meditation, this just took everything to the next level. It was a whole another dimension. And so it still didn't convince me. I was still very skeptical and I was like, yeah, I don't think so. That's for those people who do drugs, right? <laughs> and, uh, and then, and, you know, so yeah, I agree with you. It's it's not it's not for everyone, not right now. But I do believe more and more people are going to be doing it. More and more people will be waking up. But it's not because I said you've got to go do it. Yeah. Um, I do not recommend that people talk about ayahuasca that way. It's incredibly sacred. Um, the other thing that you mentioned is one of your modalities is breath work. So what surprised me is I came back from and so Rhythmia as as a little quick FYI. They offer breathwork classes throughout your journey because some people don't get their miracle. They're merging back with their soul through the plant medicine. So Rhythmia knows that. And so they offer up this other modality called breathwork because those few people that might not get their breakthrough, their miracle through ayahuasca will get it through breathwork. So I found that fascinating. Now I went to all the breathwork classes while I was at Rhythmia for a full week and I didn't get anything. I just didn't. It was hard to do. I didn't understand the technique. Um, it exhausted me. It enraged me. I was not into it at all. <laughs> However, two months later, I go to Panash Desai, who is my spiritual teacher's 
four or five day immersion program in uh, Palm Springs, California at the end of January. So it was two months later. And he had a breathwork master by the name of John Paul Crimi, whom you know because John Paul Crimi has been a guest expert in our mastermind. Mm -hmm. And John Paul Crimi offered breathwork a few of the days of this immersion. So I went, so I didn't go to the first day he offered it because remember, I didn't believe in it. Then I go to the <laughs> second morning. He was offering it pretty early, like 7 to 9 a.m. Um, in the mornings, and I'm not an early riser, so I was like, no. Anyway, but I had heard such incredible testimonials um, from the first day that I was like, okay, fine, I'll go. And I went, and I had a breakthrough that was as profound and a healing that was as deep and pure in that breathwork class that I ever had doing the ayahuasca. Different kinds of healings, but equally as powerful. And I was so blown away by that. So for anyone who hasn't tried the deep, true, authentic breathwork classes, I can't recommend it enough. So then I went back the next morning, because now I was like, I'm all about it. And then I had another profound healing. And I was blown away because I was shown vivid movies of my past and of my mother's past and stories that I had taken on that were hers and not mine. When I went into this breathwork journey, I was like living in another dimension. It was like a plant medicine trip, you know? And so, yeah, you know, you can get it how you get it, but there's a lot of modalities that we can tap into where you don't have to try plant medicine. And I was so blown away by JP's work, John Paul's work. That's why I said, can you please come into the mastermind? So he has, and he'll be back next round as well, because people were so impressed by him. And, um, and he offers up all kinds of ways in which you can work with him for really affordable rates. And so I am now of a firm believer that if somebody is not into ayahuasca, I would never try to push it. But I would say, then go try breathwork. Mm -hmm. And try a legit breathwork class, because there's a lot out there that don't teach it in a way that, you know, I think can get the results. But yeah, I'm a big fan of whatever will take you out of this experience, being a human in this realm, to another dimension so that you can see the matrix, mm -hmm. right? Because we're not really living in this world like we think we are, mm -hmm. and it's something so beyond our comprehension. So oftentimes we need those modalities to help us see the truth. Yeah, yeah, you're... Uh... I, I heard the, I heard I heard your podcast with uh, with both uh, Panache Desai and with um, Don Paul Grimmy and um, you know it's um, and uh, and I'll be quick because I want to be respectful respectful of your time and I know we only have five five minutes five more minutes left um, but uh, you know it's um, there's two things one uh, funny well kind of like a weird anecdote uh, one of the one of the things when he came into our mastermind uh, call. Um, I am an Irish Puerto Rican that was born in Puerto Rico, born and born in, in and raised, born in Puerto Rico, raised between Massachusetts and Puerto Rico, right? And I, when I was raised, it was like, um, you know, Puerto Rican, but it was like, a, you know, where I was raised, it was a small town in Western Massachusetts, and it was like, a, um, it was there was a lot of like racism, right, and, and different things going on. So there was a lot of fighting involved, <laughs> right, between. Um, a lot of different people. So uh, I related to him a lot when he was, you know, saying like the Boston thing, his Boston thing, and everything. But it was funny because it, something triggered me was was that um, uh, he was saying like he didn't like that woo woo stuff, right? And and it kind of like triggered me. And I kept on thinking after the call, I was like, why is this triggering me? Like I am the person that should re resonate the most with him, right? Because I'm like, uh, it's the same thing. It's like every every like it was all like. You know that uh, that and I wasn't I was never really spiritual like done a lot of spiritual work I just meditated because 
it was a way for me to lower all that oh you know what i mean um so it was a way for me to be able to control that um so that's why i meditated for so long like you know almost more than all my life but it was funny because that triggered that woo factor thing like that spiritual part that remembering remembrance right of uh, that other dimension that you were talking about and so another thing that i wanted uh, to see um uh to uh, ask you about has been that work with i mean i read that i read panache the size book i am enough right and it's it, it you you recognize truth when you hear it right when you know truth you recognize it when you hear it and when you feel it right um and so how has that been for you um if you wanted to uh i don't know if, how has that been like that that uh journey with him because i know it was after ayahuasca right um do you feel it's been helping you know be able to uh to um to uh, maintain that connection with that other dimension or um yeah, so um, as soon as I uh, completed that four and a half day immersion that I mentioned with Panache in January, and I should also mention, I've never heard of Panache Desai, even though most of the world have. Um, he's a, you know, wildly mm -hmm. successful spiritual leader. He's been on the Oprah Super Soul Sunday. He's a best selling author and has a huge, huge following. Um, but I've never heard of him. Yeah, I and, and so he was a guest of Jack Canfield's at Rhythmia. That's how I met him. And so again, sacred destiny, just always in perfect form when we are courageous enough to say yes. And so um, after that four and a half day though program with him, I also invested in a year long membership program with him called Impact, where um, he's become my mentor for the year. And so, but we also developed a friendship. So I get calls from Panache and that sounds really fancy, but, and I'm very honored and humbled by it, but Panache calls me about once a week and we'll talk on the phone for about 30, maybe 45 minutes, which blows me away. Cause I know he's calling a lot of people. That's just, he is so authentic and he's very, really real. He's super honest. The way you see me be very honest yeah. and mastermind calls yeah. are like, Whoa, that's tough love. That's how Panache is. And Panache and I discussed that. And he's like, I love you too much to play it safe and not tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's what I want, it's what I need. So Panache reminds me all the time that I am never alone and that I am always guided. And he actually calls on my three guides. There are these golden beings from Pleiades and he asks me to call on them as well, but he's assuring me that they're here and that I'm on the right track. See, Panache sees everything. He can actually see your whole destiny. And, and so I just feel very comforted that I'm on the right track and that I don't need to rush anything or hustle through anything, mm -hmm. which is what my soul was telling me anyway. And it's what I teach all the time. No hustle, grit and grind, more ease, grace and flow. It's the opening of my podcast for goodness sakes. Yeah. But you know, when we're being human and we're living in the world, it's easy to get caught up sometimes. So he reminds me, I've seen your beginning, your middle and your end. You're on perfect track. Just keep doing exactly what you're doing. So it's a very assuring. And when I get off track, he'll remind me of that too. I was trying to hold on to a relationship at the beginning of this year and Panache knew this person. And Panache said, not for you. It is not for you. And there was something about the way he said it that was like, it gave me freedom to let go and courage to let go. He's like, you can hang on to this and it'll be three, five, 10 years of this kind of uneasiness. Or you can let it right now, let it go right now and step into your power and have faith that the great love of your life is on his way because I've seen it, you know, and it was just beautiful. And so I did that. So everything he tells me to do, I just do because it never feels out of resonance. 
It always feels like there's truth to it and it doesn't feel outrageous and it just feels like it makes perfect sense. So yeah, I love Panache Desai. Well, it's, uh, it's 4.45. I want to make sure that I uh, respect for your time, but I want to acknowledge you and thank you so much for coming in. Letting it go, I, I don't think there's a better way to end this to than letting go. So I really appreciate it, uh, Michelle. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. And thank you for all you do as well. It's been my pleasure, Rob. And you know, I don't know you that well yet, but I love the opportunity to get to know you. And so I feel honored that you asked me to be on. But you know, I know a little bit about your story and just to hear your journey and how far you've come in such alignment with your soul is deeply inspiring. So I just want to salute you and acknowledge you as well because you're clearly a man on a mission, a beautiful soul-centered mission. And I just want you to keep going no matter what because there are lives that need to hear your message. And I'm grateful and honored to have been a part of today's call. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. Take care, <laughs> my friend. Yeah, you too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.